It's a difficult discipline to talk about correction. We've heard it in Acts 5 uh, about Ananias and Sapphira, but uh, we had covered some of that uh, last week, and I remember coming home right after the service getting a text about the sermon. That's always a scary thing to say, I want to talk to you about the sermon. But apparently, during the worship, while we were talking about Ananias and Sapphira and them withholding and the severe discipline on their life, a person in our church received a text, yes, I do want to buy that property you have up for sale. I got a text immediately, I'm tithing it, whatever I get, I'm tithing it. They did not want to be carried out of here. It's a word of correction, and that's one of the spiritual disciplines that the Lord calls us to, as difficult as that is. E. Stanley Jones would say, looking at Pentecost, there is no doubt that the divine purpose was and is that Pentecost should become normal Christianity, but we are largely subnormal especially in this area of correction, especially in this area of accountability. But what we're seeing is we're going through the book of Acts. That was not my intention, but now we're going chapter by chapter as we walk through these weeks together. We're just seeing the everyday people, not just the apostles, everyday folks and what they can have in the Lord, how they can be made full, but also those preconditions, those prerequisites, so that they can have them. And one of those is accountability and uh, correction. We're, we're going to have J.D. Walt come uh, for our Wednesdays at Madison kickoff. J.D. is the head of Seedbed, the publishing company of Asbury Seminary. He's an author and, and a preacher. And, uh, but one of the things he's going to do is, after he shares with us on Wednesday night, the next Thursday morning, any of you guys want to come? We're going to have a breakfast and just hang out and talk about how is it we can group together better. How can we band together better to have that kind of life where we can encourage each other when people aren't encouraging us, but also some, some checking on each other. How is it with your soul? What's going on in your life? So that's August 24th, guys. You'll get more information about that. If you want to learn how to lead a small group or a band group, uh, JD's going to help us with that because that's, that's a picture we see so often. It's, it's, when you look at David's life, he, do, he doesn't get outside the will of God often when there are men in his life to encourage him and hold him accountable. When he's with Jonathan, we're good. When he's got Nathan confronting him and he can hear a word of correction, he's good. His life is chaos and his life crushes other people when he's outside of accountability. And you see the same thing here. I wish these pictures weren't in Scripture. Everything, they've been released after the beautiful gate miracle in chapter 4. God's released them from prison, they're, they're, they're from being detained. And now all these awesome things are happening in the life of the church. And then you get chapter 5 and it's just ugly. And it's happening here too. This is a reality that can sneak up on all of us. And that's why we've got to be full of God. Because even here at the beginning, let's look at chapter 6. Let's go over to chapter 6. Verse 1 of chapter 6. Widows are being overlooked. Widows are being overlooked. Now listen. How, how, do, you, how do you give time? How do you miss that one? And we're going to talk about that uh, in just a little bit later. But if you're a widow in that culture, it's potentially game over for you. Without a husband, 
And if you don't have children, and these are the dispersed Jews, these are the Jews that are coming back to Jerusalem maybe to die, maybe for their last days. These are Hellenistic Jews, Greek-speaking Jews who have been out. Now they've come back. They may not have anybody. Church, if you're not going to roll up your sleeves, church, if you're not going to serve them, this is life and death for these widows how do you how do you miss that yet here again in the very beginning of christian church there's already another hard word of accountability and correction acts 5 and now Acts 6 and i just want to walk through some more of these passages here uh in Acts 6 and see what are, what are the ordinary things that the, that the lord's doing in and through uh the life of the church because whatever's ordinary for them it can be ordinary for us. And this is just some practical words. Wesley, when he talked about being spirit-filled in this sermon, Scriptural Christianity, he just said, what's, what's the practical application? What's, what's the meaning of that, and how does that play out? He would say, oh, that men's hearts would be filled by the Holy Ghost. Yes. But then he talks about their lives, and he talks about their, their fruit. Uh, so that's, that's what we want as we look through this. Let's look through chapter 6. Looking at verse, just starting, I've, if you're a note taker, I don't have good notes this week. I'm just going to tell you three things to be. And the first one is be filled. Verse 3, verse 5, verse 8. Look at the lives of those who are chosen to do this task. Now listen, this is going to sound cold what I'm about to say. This is a critical task. This is life and death task for these widows but the task itself just make sure they have what they need i mean it seems like basic math just make sure everything's divided and why don't you serve at the tables and serve people it seems like just it doesn't seem like a big deal As a matter of fact not only is it not a a hard deal maybe that's a better word a hard deal a, 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 they're they're greek-speaking hebrews look at every name uh we had mercy today we're not going to make our children reading have to read these names for us but look at every name listed here of the seven that are chosen to do this work it's all greek names even one of them's a gentile who's become a hebrew who's become a jew and so we're, we're even going to make it easy on y'all. We're picking seven people who know their language, and it's going to be easier to serve these tables. This isn't, it's just math. Make sure they have the right portion. Roll up your sleeves, serve at the table, and, and we're good. No, we're not good. Who do they pick? Look at verse 3. Look at verse 5. Look at verse 8. In the descriptions of these seven, but also in the descriptions of Stephen. Here's what we need to do any task of God be full there is nothing we're called to do where god says I, you can do that outside my fullness i always want you full of me but anything you're going to take up and do for the kingdom be full no task is small everything matters whether you're setting up at church counting money after church hammering some nails at habitat if you're the coffee guy at sunday school Every task for the kingdom, the call upon our lives, who should we pick? Who's full of the Spirit? Who's full of the Spirit? Who's full of the Spirit? For these widows, uh, again, um, it's, it's a needed task. We're going to talk about it in just a second, how needed it is 
for, it's, it's hard enough going through loss. It's hard enough going through loss. But then to be forgotten or to be served by people who really maybe are just doing it for duty's sake instead of people who are full of the Lord, who are full of the, of the, of the, of the goodness and love of God. We, we can sometimes come to that to be tempted to go on a mission trip so I feel good. Uh, to be to go and serve, or I'm serving my family, or maybe so I can control my family. Uh, but to be full of the love of God, the Spirit of God, just so I can love them. I, I read uh, J.D. Walt's uh, book, uh, The Awakened Life, this week, just as a as a as a part of my preparation for the sermon. I went. I, I, it was very impacted. I didn't read it till this weekend after I'd already written the sermon, but I had to go back. And put this in because it's so helpful. He says, and he gives better in, insight into to serving missionally in, in all of our relationships. Um, but here's what he says. He says, in talking about our missional work as a church, he admits, it's easy enough to love helping people. It's another thing to really love people. Helping people makes us feel worthwhile. Loving people makes them feel worthwhile. Helping people, which is a good thing, requires showing up. Loving people, which is a supernatural thing, necessitates growing up. We all know John 3.16. We're all familiar with that passage. But J.D. Walt brings up 1 John 3.16. This is how we know love, that Jesus laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. And his contention is, until the church gets 1.3.16, uh, until we get 1 John 3.16, this world will not care about John 3.16. It's got to be the church that in every act, every cup of cold water offered matters, Jesus says. But it's critical for us to be filled to be filled with the love of God, the Spirit of God. How are we going to pick who can do math and serve at a table? Who's full of the Spirit? So for all of us, we're on the hook. Not only is this what God desires for us, to know us, to love us, to fill us, but in everything we're called to do, to work and to family and to relationships, I've got to be in the middle of your heart. I've got to be in the middle of your life if you're going to do that uh, well. And I love what Alexa says. It starts in some ways with the small stuff. Will I be faithful, as Jesus said, in my Bible study, in my prayer life, and watch how the Lord grows it? Because here are these these seven who are full of the Spirit of God, and they're doing something that is huge to these widows, maybe in their minds or other people's minds, is less than or small, but what does God do with their faithfulness, as Jesus talks about it back in Luke 14? What else do you see? Look at Luke, uh, uh, Acts chapter 6, verse 7. It's crazy the amount of people who are coming to Christ. Even in the priesthood, verse 8, Stephen... There's no talk of the word deacon here. You can get the root word from something else that's mentioned. These could be lay people. These are just lay people who just love Jesus, who are full of the Spirit, and he's doing signs and wonders. Be full, because none of us 
are off the hook for what God wants to do in us and through us. Signs and wonders. Verse 10, because they're full of the Spirit, they can't handle what he ends up speaking to them. The truth he gives to them, he's full of wisdom in the Spirit, and they can't handle it. And then when he's persecuted, go down to verse 15, and this is where John Wesley, when he talks about scriptural Christianity, what it means to be filled with the Spirit, he says, watch the tempers of the people of God. How he can, as much as we might want to rage, and we can get frustrated, and we can get tired, when it's the Spirit in us, watch the tempers of the, of the people of God. And what does Stephen do? His face is like an angel. And then we're going to get to see next week what, what, what the Lord does through him in chapter 7. Uh, because he's full, it opens up the door for even more ministry in his life it's got to be him and i've told you that before because if we're just operating out of duty if we're operating out of our natural gifts and even our our love for people if the, if the lord's not in it it will eventually become tiresome that you'll become frustrated you'll even become bitter to those whom you are serving i go back to eugene peterson i know i say this all the time but it was a helpful word to me i can be so tempted to be busy as a pastor instead of busy pursuing god I can get busy doing the right things for ministry instead, instead of being busy at my prayers and being in the Word and waiting on God, being in worship as we've talked about. All those preconditions, prerequisites to a full life with God. So Eugene Peterson is a help to me when he writes, people, I think it's in his book, Subversive Spirituality. People are telling you to do more. I want to tell you to do less. People don't need more of you. They need more of God. This world doesn't need more of you. This world needs more of God. Your friends and family don't need more of you. They need more of God. Even you don't need more of you. You need more of God. You want to serve people who are so precious to the Lord? It may have been a small thing or to these big things of signs and what. It's all big in the kingdom. It's all big in the kingdom. So whatever we're tasked with, church, hear it again. All of us are invited to, called to, but must be filled be filled that's the requirement here in these three passages and not only is it be filled but i love this picture here in verses two through three be intentional now again i don't know how they miss this i don't know how you can read the old testament and be an apostle be a good jew and overlook this aspect of ministry in that culture this is life and death for these widows. You miss them. They've got nobody. They've come from far away. They are in. How do you miss this? It's kind of like that time. Anybody remember? I can't remember which team it was. Christian formation, connectional team. Ben Butler had us meet on the night of the national football championship. How do you miss that, Butler? How do you not know our culture? I know you love Jesus and are full of the Spirit. How do you miss that one? Know the culture. They should have known the culture. They're from, they're from far away. Their kids probably didn't come, come with them. And here they are. They've come to Christ, and we're forgetting about them. Uh, and I love that word of correction. We need to be open to that. If there's things we're missing in our church, you call me. You call our ad council chair. You call our, our teams. What are we missing? How do you miss this? The reminder, again, not just be full, but you've got to be intentional about how you're going to serve your home how you're going to serve your work, how you're going to serve your church, how you're going to serve the culture. 
G. Campbell Morgan in his, his uh, commentary on the book of Acts talks about these eight first marks, the first times we see persecution, the first time we see a miracle. And he says this is the first time you really see organized ministry where they've realized we've got to be more careful. We've got to be more creative. We've got to be more intentional. That's the first time you see this. And, and it can't be missed. This is easy, easy stuff. And again, it's for people who are not only going through the loss, but let's be honest. How many of you ever moved into a town, to a small or medium-sized church, and a small, medium-sized, most of our towns are small, medium in Mississippi, and you, you lived there for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, you were the chair of the staff parish. You served at VBS. You blah, 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 blah. And then after you've been there 40 or 50 re- years, you realize, oh, I wasn't born in this town. I'll never be in. I'll never be in. If I wasn't born in the Delta, I'll never be in. That church will never let me be trusted. That town will never let me. Because I'm not. These people, like everybody that God uses in the Gospel of Luke, are fringe people. Read the Christmas story. We talked through that this year. Uh, read, 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 read that story. You read Good Samaritan story. You read here. These people are on the outs, and sadly, they can be forgotten. And this is, this is I think, number two. There are 16 to 17, a friend of mine calls crustacean moments in Acts. And we'll talk about witness in a couple weeks, I hope. But there are these times where we can just say, okay, this is who the gospel's for. And then God comes along like he does here in Acts 6 and says, no, there's some more people we need to be mindful of. It's just over and over in the book back. No, I love them too. I love them too. And I need you to love them too. Be full, but you've got to be intentional about making sure they know the love of God. How is it? What's that next step? I need to be more careful in friendships, to be intentional, to share the love of God, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's in friendships, whether it's at church, what's my next step? And then lastly, very quickly, we're out of time, verse four, is just to be content in wherever the Lord's called you to be, whatever he's called you to do. Um, We all have to roll up our sleeves. Pastors, staff, all of us need to find those ways to roll up Uh, uh, your sleeves and do ministry but all of us also have different tasks callings gifts talents that's why you're going to see in acts if you're reading along with me there are towns and people that are always full of jealousy there's no room for jealousy in the church because all of us have different gifts given by god we have different talents given by god we have different spheres of influence given by god and he's a good giver and so i'm just i'm going to trust his goodness and whatever he's called me to even though i'm an introvert And every time I get up here to do the greeting, I'm going to tell you, I die a little bit inside. I just do. God, I'm trusting the Lord on that. And you just got to trust the Lord. There's no room for jealousy or what about them? These these apostles have said, we're clear about our calling. We're going to roll up our sleeves. Yes, all of them die a martyr's death. We're going to serve. But listen, there's a call in our lives to word and prayer. And we have to be about that. We're going to do our role. What's your role? All of us have a call. All of us have a gift. All of us have a talent. And that's why there's no room for any kind of uh, jealousy. And listen, I get it. It can be. Go look at these. Hang on. Don't look. I'm going to go look. Because I don't remember them. 
I will give you a signed copy of my college rock band CD for free. <laughs> if you can name me all five, name me five of the seven who were chosen without looking. Four. Three. We remember Stephen and we remember Philip because God does other things uh, in their life. And I get the temptation. I want to do the big... You just want to do what God's called you to do. These men were full of the Spirit, and all seven of them served. They all said yes, they all served. It may have not been as flashy as the signs and wonders you're going to see in Stephen or this incredible ministry, continental shaking moment with Philip, I pray we'll get to. Um, but they all have a call in their life, and they all, they all matter. I've told you this story before. I preached one time on this, this passage uh, four or five years ago just in stewardship about our call to, to serve. So I want to use one thing from that sermon. It's a story of 100, 150 years ago somewhere uh, where uh, a little girl was rescued uh, from a fire. and all, Her whole family was, was lost except for her. And so the judge of that small community had to decide how in the world do we figure out where she ought to go. There's no family in our state. She's by herself, an only child. How do we do that? And the, somebody had pulled her out in the chaos of the moment. Nobody even knew who did that. She's just, there she is. What do we do? So some wealthy people came uh, to the courthouse that day. Let us help her. We'll provide her with the greatest things she can have. Some teachers said, give her to us. Uh, we, we'd love to be able to raise her up. She'll be educated. And then some Christian folks, hey, we're going to raise her up in the Lord. And, um, but you know how the story ends. At the very end of the meeting, an old man comes walking down uh, the middle aisle there at the courthouse, unkempt, doesn't look like he has means. Um, and the judge just kind of looks at him and, and he holds up his hands and they're burned. She goes to that man, the man who loved her enough to risk. That, that one. Um, we're all called to love. There's no telling what, what the Lord will put in front of us. So we've, we've got to be filled first. We've got to be filled. We've got to be careful and intentional. What's my next step at home to serve the Lord, to take that next step in, in discipling my friendships or at church? And just be content. Just be content with what he's called you to do and give your all. There's no telling what it'll mean to that other person. Let's pray about that. Father, we thank you for this, your word. As we're seeing over and over again, people who have, have yielded their life, submitted their life to the filling of the Spirit, to the leading of the Spirit, and we're just seeing so much fruit from that. Father, help us not to sell ourselves short, but to know that that's your desire, to walk with us, to, to, be, in, to be with us, but also, Father God, to equip us and to use us. However we need to respond to this, your word, we just pray for your blessing, your help, your leading in Christ's name. Amen.